The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hi, my name is Elspeth Denman, and I'm the Game Master and one of the producers on Outstanding. Outstanding is a Masks actual play podcast about Protean City's youngest generation of heroes. This is our pilot episode, The Secret Society, featuring some of the kiddos from the Protean Center for Outstanding Youth. Our readers open up on a crisp new comic. Fresh from the plastic bag, it smells like hot ink and possibilities, metaphorically, of course. On the cover, a black and white stylized image of a grand house. At its entrance, grand pillars flanking a white set of double doors with a welcome mat out front. Up the front, we see many small windows, some thrown open with curtains flowing out onto the air, some closed with blurry outlines of figures within. Ivy climbing up the intricate latticework on the left side of the brick chimney. An abandoned beach ball on the front lawn. A blemish on an otherwise pristine landscape. A very lovely home indeed. However, when one looks closer, fireworks erupt from the chimney. A pair of striped underpants fly at the top of a flagpole. And an apple tree in the backyard appears to be on fire. Inside the windows, the reader can make out a small child with scales and yellow eyes peeking over the sill, a broken pane of glass with nanobots flying out onto the wind, and a rope made out of bedsheets allowing an advanced escape onto the lawn. The sign over the front gate is hard to make out, but the inscription is written on the first inside page. It reads, The Protean Center for Outstanding Youth. Welcome, children. Welcome home. To a family you can call your own. Special and unique, you all belong. And now you will never be alone. Welcome to Outstanding. Introducing Protean City's newest generation. These kids prove that with a little attitude, a lot of courage, and even more heart, you're never too young to be a hero. This issue featuring... I'm Elliot Nagra. Do you mind? I'm Slingshot, and I never miss. Everything will be okay. I'm Promise. Frequency, bringing the megahertz. So get ready for action, because these kids are outstanding. This is Outstanding, Issue 1, The Secret Society. The reader opens the comic to the first set of pages. A long hallway runs up the center fold. On the left page, a figure of a young woman with her back to the reader walks towards the end of the hall. Her hand runs along the wall as she seems to take in each crack, each cobweb, each bubble in the paint. Her hair is long and dark brown, with some grayish blonde ends. It looked like she once used to take the time and energy to apply bright colors to this part, but no longer has that time or care to do so. She wears a black sweatshirt three sizes too big, with the collar cut off and stretched to hang casually over her shoulders. As her hair is pulled haphazardly over one shoulder, the reader can make out a flower tattoo on her neck, black and gray with white petals. Her outstretched arm reveals a second tattoo. It looks fresher and more black than the first, an outline of an owl with its wings outstretched, crossing in front of the moon. A thought bubble reads, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for any of this. I can't handle all of it on my own. This house is too big. It's too full of potential problems and heroes and explosions, and I'm just not ready. Suck it up, Sage. You're all they've got, and you are not about to let them down. Be the hero they need. Be the example they've never had. Get your shit together and clean your damn room. On the next page, the woman turns into a doorway on the right, and the panels continue to progress down the hall. We turn into a small room on the left. Promise. It is about 9 a.m. on a Saturday. The sun is peeking through your one small window, and the house is still pretty quiet. What do we see when we enter your room? Um, Promise is hanging off of the dresser. Like her legs are hooked over the edge, and she's dangling upside down, reading a comic book she's borrowed from another kid and the comic book is right side up so she's reading it upside down because it's more interesting that way Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about or remind the readers what what promise looks like Uh, promise is a fairy child in human guise so she's got very untamed hair i think she has the hints of 
whiskers just peeking out by her nose because they didn't fully change back from the last animal form she took. Uh, She looks normal, but also very clearly not normal human if you, like, look at her for too long. Okay. (laughs) So she's, like, very unassuming, but also very clearly not standard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about what her room at Pequay looks like, and does she share it with anyone? Uh, Promises. She was told she has a bed, and that bed is hers. So she tends to move the bed to whoever she feels closest to and just props it up in their room and just hangs out there when she feels like it because she'd rather sneak outside and sleep in the tree in the backyard than use the bed itself. But it's still hers, so she's still going to make sure it's taken care of. So the bed is like representative of her heart at this juncture. Like, I like you. You can have custody of my bed. Here, this is my bed. I dragged it into your room. Please look after this. I'm so going at any outside. given time, there's just a panel. <clears throat> there's just a panel of promise dragging a mattress down the hall, and at this mm-hmm. point, it's become so commonplace that everybody's like, "Oh, promise is making new friends." Yeah, <laughs> really cute. Um, excellent. Um, the panels are gonna like the image is gonna back out the door the way they came after getting this lovely image of whiskered promise hanging like a bat off of her dresser, um, and wa- work its way back out into the hallway. The next panel shows us the long hallway um, as it's starting to get a little lighter. Doors are starting to open and sunlight is starting to flood into the hall. Um, cookie crumbs litter the floor where children have dropped their goodies. Uh, and just left them for another day, and a brown mouse scurries past the reader. We enter a another small room, and we turn in to see Elliot. Um, Elliot, what are you doing this morning? So Elliot's space is one of those that looks like it's quite neat, but gets, uh, gets messy very quickly, depending on what he's doing. And uh, he is surrounded by um, a lot of comic books that definitely look not like the standard uh books he has a big stack that he brought over from england uh, Mm. and sort of i think he kind of delights in reading the sorts of comics that the other kids don't because he can be a bit of a brat sometimes um (laughs) but what he's doing is he's clearly been reading them he knows them all already and he's sat there like scribbling on a on a drawing pad um you know just something from the comic book um and he's got that kind of energy of someone that's working very animatedly, but only because he's on his own. Um, and you can see that the like kids run out the hallway and you can see kids um, out the window on the street, you know, but he's very much isolated himself in this space. Love it. And can you remind our readers what Elliot looks like? Yeah. That he might be wearing. So Elliot um, is quite a small um, 11 year old, um, but uh, quite heavy. Um, he has that kind of very dark mop of hair that's swept in that very practical side parting that clearly wasn't the hairstyle he chose. Uh, he is a mixed race British Asian kid, um, so he's um, he's got quite a he's got quite a heavy, dark, thick eyebrows as he's kind of staring at his his paper, um, and he's clearly um, going to grow up to be quite an intense teenager. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing like a sort of a, a big jumper that's. Uh, probably wasn't purchased with him in mind but just is the jumper that he has um and you know the sleeves have been worn where he's picked out them and made thumb holes for them and um he clearly um is wearing he clearly has a lot of hand-me-down stuff that he doesn't treat super well as is the plight of any younger sibling do you have any roommates uh yeah so i imagine the frame of the comic is quite tight in on him as he's as he's drawing and that seems to be sort of oh this weird kid's doing some drawing um, and then it pulls out to show the sort of the space um, that he's in. And you can see that he's got sort of a, a long bed that's covered in, um, you know, books and clothes and, and things. But the, a strange contraption is in the room with him. It, it's a sort of very large, um, almost a, like a tank. Um, like it's the frame of the bed and on top has been built a big, um, like a bathtub style set up uh that has a um 
what can only be described as a blanket fort over the top of it um, and is decked in sort of um, fairy lights and uh, like clothes that have been hung there. Um, and it's full of water, but the occupant <laughs> isn't in it at the moment. But it seems to have been set up like it's a fun blanket fort for a mermaid. And <laughs> Elliot pays it absolutely no heed. And as he's doing his drawing, just some bubbles rise up from the, the pipe that fills it with water. And he's just, you know, it's been draining and refilling as it does every morning. And uh, that's his roommate's bed. Promise has a bed that, you know, they travel around as a gift, as a token of friendship. My roommate has a big old bathtub that he sleeps in. And it's totally normal. There were bunk beds. No more. Now it's this. Oh, my goodness. Um, Really, really cute. Um, So your roommate is not there right now. They probably went to breakfast. Yes. Um, Everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, At this point, it's during... And slightly past breakfast time. And you're still in your room. Um, so you get a kind of hurried knock at your door with uh, not a lot of wait time before somebody barges in. Um, and you see a familiar figure at your door. Your sister has come to check on you because how dare you not come to breakfast. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Ellis, what she looks like? Well, the first thing Elliot hears is just his name over and over and over again. Elliot, 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 Elliot. And then she opens it because that's obviously enough warning. And the Mm -hmm. readers will see that this morning she has chosen to adorn her hair with some spare gold uh, necklaces with Mm. just random little charms in it. Little space buns because that's her favorite um and today she's wearing a bright yellow tank top and um probably like a a blue jean jacket because that's in right now and she's just pulling on on the buttons because like he's taking so long and she's so hungry uh elliot it's time for breakfast what are you doing no wait breakfast are you you don't want breakfast the question are you hungry because there's food to eat? All round Elliot's bed, as he's been startled by his sister bursting in, like all the comic books are just hovering a sort of an inch off the surface of the bed, and he's just staring at her like, huh? Oh. Come with, are you dressed? I should have waited. Uh, let's go. Come on, downstairs. Must food. die? Yes. He... Look, he, he's looking to the side as if hoping that he'll suddenly think of a reason why he doesn't need to do that. But he <laughs> he's struggling. Okay. Look, take take 20 seconds and find a stopping place. And at that moment, you hear the cacophony that says that the little kids are awake now. And breakfast is about to get a whole lot more chaotic um, for a temporary amount of time as the children, the baby children, <clears throat> come running down the hallway. <laughs> And, like, falling down and screaming, don't touch me! And they're screaming at each other and dropping things and running into the kitchen. Ellis is now stepping into Elliot's room and closing the door behind her. Hey, 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 personal space much. Yeah, sorry, I can go look out the window if if that helps you. Why would that help me? I don't know, be farther away. You're not near the window. I just don't understand why you looking out the window would make me feel better. Because maybe I'll calm down by looking at the, the I'm you know, I'm the perfectly sky. calm. Don't tell me I'm, I'm not, not calm. I'm not calm. You know I'm not calm. You can probably know that yeah. somehow. Why are you not calm? I just, I was hungry and now there's small children everywhere. They're gone. You know, you take me to breakfast. I'm, I'm a person. I'm my own person. I'm a real person. And there's this like dead silence on the page <laughs> with like a long text bubble of just a lot of dots. And Ellis is sort of just, like, looking casually out the window, like, this is awkward. And Elliot's like, you're in my room, though. And the tank uh, bubbles. Uh, yes, the obligatory <laughs> one bubble happens to just make it worse. Just then, we hit the peak of awkwardness. A, the door opens a crack, and a small buzzing craft flies through your door. It zips around the room on four small spinning propellers, like a little drone thing, but little. 
and it blinks and beeps in a way that can't possibly be good for any reason and is likely just to annoy people. Um, <laughs> and it comes buzzing around the room, kind of scoping out the area, and it comes right up in uh, Ellis's face and blinks a very bright light on and starts shining right in your eyes. What do you do? Um, instinctually begin to swat it and then, oh, can I help you? Uh, it's, it's a little thing and it's gonna, like, dodge out of the way of, of your swipes and still try to get this bright light in your face. <laughs> Just close my eyes. <laughs> and it's going to say, please open eyes. Please go away. Facial recognition not complete. And it's going to buzz around the room again and find Elliot's face and try to sit, shine the same bright light into Elliot's face. What do uh, you do? Uh, Elliot's perfect for this thing because when surprised by technology, Elliot just kind of deer and headlights at it going, huh? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so it's going to, the bright light is going to become like a, a beam and it's going to scan up and down your face a couple of times. Right. And it's going to say, facial recognition complete. Elliot Nagra, confirmed. Right. And it's going to buzz back over to Ellis and like wait patiently, expectantly in front of your face. Like, you see, this is how you do this. It's not that hard. Stand still with your eyes open, please. Okay, she's going to sigh see, very I'm loudly. A person. And then... it, said, it said I'm a person. It said my name. I didn't, I didn't say you weren't a person, but uh, oh, fine. And she'll, she'll open her eyes. Perfect. And it's going to, the light is going to scan up and down your face a couple times and say, facial recognition complete. Ellis Trace confirmed. Thank you. Uh, on a parallel page, like on the next page, we get the identical um, scene of a little robot entering Promise's room. And it's looking around the room for you. But since you have whiskers, it's not identifying that you're a person right away. So it spends a long time searching your room for a person. Um, and then it finally figures out where you are and that you're upside down and spends a couple extra panels trying to figure out how to get in the right orientation to scan your face in the right direction. And it finally is able to invert itself and hang upside down in front of your face. And it opens a bright light on you. What do you do? Okay, I think promise makes it a lot more difficult because when it like tilts to try and invert, she tilts her head the opposite way and just complicates <laughs> matters and is staring at this little whirling machine gig thing and is fascinated with this thing. And she's like, what's your name? And is like leaning forward, like, tell me your secrets. Are you uh, assessing the situation? Sure, I can assess the situation. All right. Uh, when you roll to assess the situation, roll plus superior. All right. Well, I rolled a 10 and then my superior is a plus two. So that's a 12. Oof. All right. On a 10 plus, you can mm -hmm. ask two. Uh, what here can I use to learn what this whirly gig wants? I think once you let it scan you, you could talk to mm -hmm. it. Okay. Because right now it's on its first assignment, which is to identify that you are the person it was sent mm -hmm. to find. All right. So I'll let it scan me and then I'll ask my second question. Fantastic. So it's going to blink a bright light in your face. And if you mm -hmm. stay still long enough with your eyes open, it's going to scan you up and down your face and say, facial recognition confirmed. Promise. Confirmed. So what was that about? I was sent to find promise. I have found promise. Mm. Who sent you? Tell me your secrets. Do not understand. Have no secrets. Sent to find promise. Found promise. Confirmed. About how big is this? It's uh like this. <laughs> it's like four oh, inches square. Okay. So that's about large enough that it could carry a mouse. So mm. promise is going to turn into a mouse and jump on top of it. So it will bring her to wherever it's going next. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, So it's going to write itself mm -hmm. and um, start to travel back out into the hallway and you have messed with its its plan and it is now off assignment and whenever it's malfunctioning it goes back to its creator so it's going to work its way down the hallway and we're going to cut real quick back to the siblings in the room with the tank and you have just been 
facially scanned. And once the hoverbot has successfully determined who you are, it's going to speak to you. You have been summoned to a top secret initiation. Only an elite few are chosen. Assemble in the basement at 10 p.m. tonight after everyone has gone to sleep. Do not be seen. Do not be late. Do you accept? I'm going to look at my brother. I'm going to look at my sister. The tank bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward panel of them making weird series of faces at each other. (laughs) Uh, Yes. What she said. Good. See you tonight. This message will self-destruct and it starts Ah. to buzz. And you see the wavy lines and the arrows and the lightning bolts and exclamation points in the comic. Like, ah, ah, it's making noises and blinking. Very scary. What do you do? I definitely open the door and <laughs> swat it why into the, door? the wall. No, why not the but window? That means I why, to... not, why the door? There are people out there. It's the window. Alice. I, look, I made a Alice. bad decision. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you do that because it's easy. So you just open the door and swat the thing and throw it and shut, try to shut the door. Alice. Yeah. Okay. In the hallway, you hear it go, just kidding. And it flies back down the hallway. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna look back at Elliot and be like, oh, we, I knew that. We get a panel of, of Elliot's feet hitting the, the floor um, in his sort of mismatched socks. And he's going to just leave the room. Like, he, he gets up, opens the door, and, like, steps out while she's just like... Uh, Elliot never <laughs> explains Words. to his sister where he's going wherever, whenever he goes anywhere. And, like, she wants to... So he's just yeah. peacing so out. if she wants to follow him, she can, but he's walking down the corridor and up some steps. Excellent. We are cutting back to a panel of a little droid with a little mouse on it, um, <laughs> flying down the hallway. It goes to the very end of the hallway and up like a little set of stairs and knocks into a door repeatedly. It just keeps <laughs> flying into the door and it's like, please let me in, please let me in, please let me in. Um you're getting real knocked around there, little mouse promise. <laughs> um, and you hear Promouse. The name is Promouse. <laughs> Promouse. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> we out. hear a dunk, Get dunk, out. dunk on the door. And it says, um, Error, 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 error. On the door as it's just hitting into the door. The door opens. And we see a familiar face. Tell us about this familiar face. So uh, this is Ben Schultz, better known as Frequency, uh, who's been a resident of Pekoi his entire life. He's probably about 17 years old now. Mm. Um, oh and it is, it is early in the morning. Um, so he's definitely got a head full of bedhead. Um, if, if you could have a spray can of bedhead, he would have gone through about three of them to get his hair prepped like this. Um, there's like a big like foop on one side and on the back where he like rolls over in his sleep. Um, but he's got just this little like smirk on his face. He's wearing probably some like, like hoodie. Um, that's probably about a good size too big so that the, the, the sleeves are a little bit past his wrists. It's hanging down a little bit lower than normal. Um, but he just kind of smirks and opens up the door and lets the little hoverbot fly in. And there's a mouse on it. Yeah, but you know things like that just happen around <laughs> <laughs> around Pequoy. Um Can you and- tell us what uh, Ben's room looks like? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ben's room is. Gosh, how can I describe this? Um, it's so clean. No, organized <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know it's not clean. Everything has its place and everything everything has its place and every place has a thing. Um, so there's a whole bunch of just random computer bits all over and there's there's some semblance of organization where it's very messy, but like there's monitors all over in that corner and there's wires in that corner and in this drawer there's like keys that have popped off of keyboards because oh. you never know when you need an extra cue button somewhere. <laughs> um, Everyone does. <laughs> yeah. There's there's probably an extra chair just so that there could be more clothes piled on top of it. <laughs> like it's not associated with the desk just in the corner there's an extra chair with more clothes there's piled the, on top of it. The dressing chair and then the chair you sit on different no, chairs well uh, i mean oh, okay yeah i mean so it's you, like my you, house <laughs> you move you move the pile of clothing from one chair to turn it into a sitting chair mm. yeah perfect 
Um, fantastic. So this little droid comes into your room and it says, error, error. And there's a little brown mouse atop it. Not the usual brown mouse. There have been, there are several brown mice now mm-hmm. living at Pequay. Um, but maybe in a different one. I don't know how closely you look at the brown mice. Yeah. Well, at first as it, as it buzzed in, I would probably look as it like passed by Max. Promise is going to tumble off of the droid and drone and turn it back into a mostly human form, though there's going to be a mouse tail like peeking out of the legs of her shorts. And she'll be like, I have confused you. I am not Max. I am Promise. Can you just tell us what it looks like when Promise transforms? Like on the, I just imagine a glitter bomb or something. I know I'm probably yeah. wrong, but in my um, head, I it's glitter. Kind of imagine like the cover of an Animorphs book, oh, just yes. with fairy oh, dust God. around it, and less body horror. More cute. <laughs> More cute. Oh. More Sailor Moon transformation. Sparkles around the process. Oh boy. Love so much. What color sparkles? The readers need to know. <laughs> I think usually they're just white sparkles to save on color ink. Mm-hmm. But Practical. for like big transformations, there'll be like rainbow sparkles Got to it. show that it's a more impressive transformation. Oh, uh, hey, 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 promise. And I, I probably turn around really quickly and there's probably like a, a pair of like boxers that's sitting somewhere that shouldn't be. So I like throw that over in the corner. Just because no one wants to see that. Um, uh, uh, question. Um, hang on, hold. And I like glance over towards the computers, and I'm checking to see if the the facial scan was at least recognized and, and completed successfully. Um, okay. Um, so it looks like okay. It looks like we just did a facial scan. Um, question: Were you in uh this form or ma- mouse mouse form? I was. In the approximation of a human. I have not perfected it yet, but I will. Okay, okay. Sounds sounds good. Um yeah, um you're you're in my room now, though. Can I help you? Yes. I asked this friendly whirly gig to tell me its secrets, and it brought me to you. Uh, um I don't think there are many secrets that I can share that I could that I can share with you, but I oh. Uh, I control this with my own powers. Fascinating. Smug smile. <laughs> so this cuteness is happening. And I love feeling vindicated, but this is also where Elliot was taking himself after the robot situation. <laughs> so I really love the idea now. So of is there a, ben a just knock being knock? surrounded by perplexed children. <laughs> So do we get like a knock or are you just no, opening get, the door? You get a kind of knock, knock, knock as, as, you know, he's got his back to the door and promises looking up at him. He's got another knock behind him to throw the whole situation off. Perfect. So Ben, there's a knock at your door during this lovely exchange. Um, one second. Let me, let me check this. And I go and I, I swing open the door and I see Elliot standing there. Ben, there's a Elliot. Ben, there's a perky robot scanning my sister's fates with bright lights, trying to get us to go to clandestine serious meetings in the basement after curfew. Was this you? <laughs> Don't get in here. And I think I'm just going to, in a sort of gentle but possibly not so gentle way, just like grab grab you by the shoulder and like pull you into the room and slam ah. the door shut. You would be slamming the door shut in Alice's face who was coming by. No, clearly, he slams the door and she grabs the edge like, ah-da-da-da-da, mister, we're here too. <laughs> Siblings time. Um, I love the idea that you're going to try to catch, you're going to try to catch the door. Do you make it or not, Bree? I feel like I'm too slow because Elliot would have like bolted off and I would have stood behind him and like, wait, where are you going? Wait, what? And then followed but i feel like that is too sh- too long of a time to have made it sure so we get a panel of the door being shut and the panel from like ellis's back the door being shut right in your face and be like oh ugh. what do you do i feel rejected for one second and then get over it because my brother's in there and <laughs> open it as well and if he hasn't moved like it'll hit Oof. him in the back of the 
Sorry. <laughs> so we get a panel where Ben gets hit in the back of the head with the door. <laughs> yep. Ben, you have kiddos in your room. Do you even... Ellis, uh, uh, get in. Close the door. Uh, okay. Shut the door. Sorry. I mean, please, but thank you. When the room opens back up again, it's like promise. What's promise doing? Is she stood on the bed? Are they stood on the side table? I imagine Frequency's room has like a large computer tower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, promise is perched on top of that. Elliot goes to very. Elliot goes to sit cross-legged on the bed. Um, Ellis is going to sit at his feet on the floor, like crisscross applesauce. So we get a panel, it's a full page, of three very attentive kiddos staring up at Ben in his room, who totally did not expect them to be here, uh, looking for answers, instruction, or otherwise. Ben, what do you do? Was there a test? Is this part of the test? I thought um, it was a party. Did did we part the, pass the test? Now, you said there were no secrets. However, Elliot has said that there were secrets. Okay, okay, okay. Have you been quiet, lying quiet. to me? I'm the oldest here. What are you all doing in my room? Uh, a perky I, robot came and scanned mine and my sister's face with bright lights and tried to get us to go to a clandestine basement meeting okay, okay, curfew. I just followed him. Uh, okay. Um, I rode here on a whirly gig. Just, just confirming, um, didn't it say 10 o'clock uh, p.m.? It said no such thing. Yes. It scanned um, my face and said I was promised, and then I jumped upon it, and it brought me here. Okay, uh, thanks for that. I'll need to work that into the code for next time. Um, oh, so it was you? I mean, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you just told me that you control these with your powers. Yes, Can you say I- that? Uh, and it brought, it brought promise here, and you feel incredibly guilty and annoyed right now. Wait, are you annoyed with us? <gasps> Should uh, we leave? Sorry, Elliot, um- you're, that sounds like you're using your powers to, no. to make a read no. on him. Oh, it does. No. I'm going to ask you to roll to unleash your powers. Oh, my, f- the f- my first power unleashing. Oh, no, that's high. Oh, no. 11. Great. On a hit, you do it. So tell us, please tell us what Ben is feeling right now. <laughs> I imagine if this is Ben's plan, then... He's going through the process of, okay, good, the the system worked, but here are all the fail-safes as to what, what went wrong, e.g. someone riding it back as a mouse, should have seen that coming. How come Ellis and Elliot are here? That doesn't quite make a lot of sense. Like, kind of impressed that they are kind of with it kids, but also, like, this is not the plan, and I'm real annoyed that they didn't stick to the plan even a little bit. Also, why are they all in my room? Also, being like hyper aware of like the five things in his room that he really doesn't want anyone touching at the moment for various reasons. And um, definitely also, one of you is touching one of those things. And also, oh, absolutely. like, he, he was thinking about going to get breakfast. So now he's thinking like, that he's kind of hungry and annoyed that, you know, there's going to be no good breakfast left. And you just word vomit that at all of, at him. It just all comes so out. So when, when the powers come out, uh, Elliot always looks a little bit kind of wide-eyed and unsettled like something terrible's happening um you know sort of the very faint eye glow starts and then he just kind of stops and goes oh no i did it again didn't i i'm sorry you get like a light brief touch on your your knee up on the bed and then uh, ellis takes her hand back in support mm. <laughs> yeah pat uh no um, it's so touching uh but i was only coming because uh I thought that we were being tricked into some sort of terrible kidnapping plot. And since it was a tiny robot, I figured you'd know about it because you're responsible and technology. Uh, No, I'm... (sighs) So you're not not responsible. Well, yes, I I am responsible. But but to answer your question, Elliot, no, I'm not. I'm not aggravated with you. I just... I I put a lot of work trying to keep it secret and... Looks like it didn't work. The voice was good. I I never would you, have guessed. I I only you, I only you, came to see you because I thought because Sage always says that we should be worried about going off after curfew in, in case something happens. And with all the attacks that are happening, I thought maybe it was a, a trick to put us in bags and, and in a van. Or I don't want to be on the news. There are oh, no, no good photos of me. They'll use that one my mum took at my at my 
at my sister at my cousin's wedding and my, my, I'm I'm in that little salar and the suit doesn't look good on me and my hair's all bro creamed and I I just I don't want that picture on the news, Ben. You know, Elliot. It's Elliot, still it's her okay. profile picture. <laughs> it's 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 okay. No, you're fine. I'm you know you. I guess I guess you really you did the right thing by by coming to to talk to me. It it, it was me. Um, I guess. I could give you a little more information here, but you all need to promise not to say a word to anyone else. Hold up a pinky. I'll I'll reach down. I'll give you a pinky. I'll pinky promise that. Okay. Very good okay. panel. Much cute. Okay. There's a secret initiation that not everyone knows about, but we can't talk about it here because people might be listening. But I'm part of it. Who's listening? Uh, um, just you know the the people who who aren't in the club. Oh, an exclusive club just for oh yeah. Who else is in cool. the club? Well, we uh, that's the thing we can't we can't tell you until you're a member. Hmm. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we can't we can't talk about it here. But just you know, if we meet up tonight at ten o'clock. In the basement. Ellis holds out two pinkies <laughs> for Elliot and Promise. Group pinky swear. Group <laughs> pinky swear. Elliot will uh, bop the end of her pinky. Like, it's a, like a high five. Promise will watch Elliot just high five Ellis's pinky and then also high five Ellis's pinky. We'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> ben, you okay. still have a bunch of kiddos in your room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... The 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 first thing you'll have to do is you know meet meet at the and I'll sort of like glance to the door and I'll sort of whisper the special place at that special time. Um, but then step two, um, get out of my room. <laughs> and there's a panel of blank stares before they realize this is a now thing and not a later thing. <laughs> I think what Elliot's um, going to do is, like, upon realizing, is going to hop off the bed and then is going to go to Ben's desk and start collecting mugs from the graveyard of mugs that, that Ben has left <laughs> where he's brought brought something up to his desk and then started doing something and then just left it and there's just, like, that whole stack of mugs. Elliot's, like, and a mom, mom at the desk for a bit. Um... Uh, Elliot, I could I could if take care of done, those. You've done it sooner. <laughs> take a powerful blow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay then. Thanks. Yes, I like washing up. See you at the special place at the special time. Special guy. Oh. <laughs> then he just scurries, he scurries out. out of the room with three mugs. <laughs> yeah. I promise. I'll follow my brother's lead. And uh, probably like stop awkwardly at the door as if she's gonna say something, and then just doesn't and walks away. Products will uh, light down off of the computer tower and follow Elliot's lead in <laughs> gathering up a bunch of mugs and probably grab something that's not a mug, but just walk out with an arm. I visited Ben. I shall take the thing because clearly this is what you do this at this point. Do. I isn't I I. <laughs> her ben, bed will be in your room later <laughs> yeah ben isn't even going to say anything he's just he's just watching this all unfold this is too early in the morning it's <laughs> let me rephrase that decided to send it's out just your in the morning minion robots he's not the operating right now they could have done it at lunchtime <laughs> perfect yes so so that i didn't have to do it myself they were supposed to take care of it for me <laughs> And then come back. Lovely. We get a panel of everybody walking back down the hallway, two with a lot of mugs, one just going with the flow, and, and um, Ben shuts his door and takes a deep breath. Yeah. My, my head is probably sticking out watching them go, making sure they're actually leaving. You lock your door behind them. <laughs> <sighs> Here we go. Fantastic. Does anyone have anything they would like to do during the day? Before we cut to the special time and the special place. Okay, I think Ellis would actually like to go outside if the weather's okay and find um, she's got a favorite tree. And she you can tell because one of the branches at the bottom has almost no leaves on it because she's got her little make slip slingshot and she's like practices uh, 
getting the leaves off, off of the, the branches. So I feel like she does that on her own for a while. Cool. So we get um, a panel of Ellis alone outside hitting leaves off a tree. Um, is this like a is this like a skill thing, like a practice thing or more of a meditative thing for her? Probably both. If you want me to roll for it, because she is using her no. ability for for. No, I'm just wondering the are you practicing or are you is this a centering thing is a comfort thing? I think she doesn't know it's a centering comfort thing. Okay. Yeah, she's, really cute. Yeah, she just it's a thing she's doing, and maybe when she's older she'll realize what it was. But for now, she's just knocking all the leaves off of that branch, one by one. Okay. Sometimes two by one, which is pretty cool. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, while you're outside, we get a panel. We get a panel of you shooting leaves off the tree, and then we get a, like a pulled back panel through a window pane. And the outline of a person watching you hit the leaves off the trees and, like, holding a, a mug of coffee, massive mug of coffee. Um, and uh, then the next panel, this person is walking out towards you as you're paying attention to hitting leaves off the tree. Hey, what are you doing? I can fix that. You No, you're good. You don't have to. I'm just because I can't fix trees. Not many people can, um, but I'm sure we have someone here who could. But I'm not particularly bothered by the one branch without leaves. I'm just checking in, see see how you're adjusting, how's things. Oh, great! You know, dad's in prison. Uh, yeah, mom hates me a little, probably. Uh, my brother's great. That's a lot of coffee. You know, um, I didn't used to be a coffee person, but now I need it to function, and that's the thing I've learned about myself. Um, you know, recently. I'm almost 13. I could probably try some. Can I try some? Sure, but I should warn you, it has a ton of sugar in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Here you go. And it's black with, like, so much sugar, because she really hates coffee, um, but she needs it, so it's mostly sugar. Well, <laughs> it's she hands uh, you the mug. obviously disgusting. Mm -hmm. And... Um, She'll pretend that it's good, but obviously you're an adult. You can you can tell that she's faking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have some later. There you go. It's okay. I also hate it, and if I didn't need to drink it, I would not. So it's all good. So Sage, there's going to be like a, a panel one more time of Alice and Sage just standing next to each other, kind of looking at the leaves missing on the tree. And Sage is just going to say, just so you know, if you need anything, I'm around. We can talk. I also don't have a good relationship with, um, you know, mom, person, my mom, person. And uh, dad isn't around. So, like, I, I understand. So just, like, um, just uh, let me know. And she does, like, a pat on the shoulder because she still sucks at this. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, you're reaching out your arm, and Ellis thought it was a hug? Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're going to, like, do, like, the waist hug thing? Yep. Yeah, she's she's going to, like, awkwardly shoulder hug you and hold the coffee away from your face so she doesn't spill, like, hot coffee on your face. Because that's the responsible adult thing to do. Yeah, thanks. Um, and, uh, and just hug you as long as that lasts. Not too long. Not super weird long. Just, like, a quick, like, oh. Side hug. This was a moment. Okay. And then Elsa's going to look back at the tree branch and then back to Sage and then back to the tree branch. Cool, cool. So I'm going to... Good talk. I'm going to go finish this up and uh, you get more leaves. And she like finger guns oh, and like backs up to the house. I'm going to do it back because that's a cool grown up is doing something to me. So I'm going to... Ellis clearly thinks that the finger guns is now the height of cool, and will now yep. we'll take a now we'll take a bullet for Sage Prince. There it is. <laughs> you know, great. Um, I'm gonna also, I'm gonna give you influence over Sage. What? She is an adult, but she sees a lot of herself in you, specifically as this. You're a teenage girl with 
a lot of responsibility thrust upon you and your little brother figure, and she relates really heavily, and she's she's got an extra special feely place for you in her heart. So go ahead Alison and take Elliot, the new sage and Ben. <sighs> oh. Poor Ben. <laughs> he's already been replaced, and he's not even left yet. All right, fantastic. Anyone else for the evening? I think we just get a small group of panels of promise going throughout the day, not speaking to anyone because Ben told them to promise not to say a word until the meeting tonight. Oh, so people are like, um, like Penny will come up to promise and be like, hey, uh, I just made some cookies. You want some? And there's an awkward panel of promise. Yeah. (laughs) So no. (laughs) Opens their mouth, but doesn't say anything. And then rumors that nodding is a thing, so just nods exuberantly. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Um, I'll be, I'll get you some cookies. I'll bring them, bring them out. And she, she leaves. Um, and there's this moment of like pride that Promise figured out a loophole in yeah. the communication plan and humaned real well. Excellent. Fast forward. We turn the page. It is evening. It is 9.45 p.m., which is 45 minutes past curfew and everyone feels super cool. Um, anxious. All, the word you are looking for is anxious. Ah, yes. Sorry, misspoke. There are three parallel panels of our kid heroes preparing for their their evening of nonsense and do battery. What are you doing to prepare? Um, putting on different cool jackets to see which one is cooler. Uh, took off the jean jacket. They've already seen me in that one. So maybe like this gray one, it has some really rad, uh, that's not a word kids say. People don't finger guns either. It's, it's <laughs> No, but now we're doing it ironically. So it's got, it's got a really oversized zipper that like when you pull it up, it's like, oh, it's a necklace. No, it's a zipper. Like, nah, that's too much. Take it off. Do the next. So she's going through jackets until either Elliot gets her or she realizes what time it is probably just changing clothes like a please tell me she settles on the right jacket by finger guns (laughs) yes i think so i think that's exactly right probably ends up in a a black leather jacket and like yeah there we go precious uh gonna bop over to elliot what are you doing to prepare so elliot is a backpack kind of person so he has his backpack and he'll have put in a book and a notebook and a flashlight and a spare jumper and um you know, he'll grab his, his antihistamines, uh, you know, in case we have to go outside. And I'm trying to think what else kids think is important in a Like situation. a juice box. I don't leave the house without juice boxes. Put in a juice box and uh, a packet of chocolate pretzels. Mm-hmm. So prepared. Do and you I'm finger hit- guns your reflection? <laughs> no, but no. he will clearly have put on his zippy, his zippy jacket, um, like a jumper, a zippy jacket, put his coat on. He thinks we're going out. Um, and he will, you know, take a look at the um, the tank with the blanket fort pulled down over it um, and just kind of awkwardly wave and then leave. <laughs> Perfect. And last panel shows Promise. Promise, how are you preparing for this okay. thing you totally know what's going on? I, I know a lot what, about what's going on. Um, so in order to get downstairs to the basement at 10 o'clock, Promise would have had to sneak out of whoever room she's put her bed in. So instead, what they've done is, before curfew, they turned into a squirrel and then hid behind the books on the top shelf of the bookcase (laughs) next to the big grandfather clock so that when it's 10 o'clock, they'll know. But they accidentally fell asleep and have since transformed back into a person. So those books are on the floor now (laughs) and they're asleep on the top shelf until the clock starts chiming. The clock is going to wake them up. And then they'll fall off the shelf. I think that's the perfect way to mark the time here. So we see a a bong um, and the the clock striking 10 and the the page has the wavy lines to show that uh, Promise is being shaken awake. She's literally shook um, (laughs) (laughs) awake um, and falling off the the bookshelf, I assume, recovering very gracefully. Yeah, and lands. making her way towards the basement. The siblings making your way out of your respective rooms, meeting up in the hallway. What's that picture? Finger guns. 
Oh no. She uh, she fires what have finger guns. Given her an idol. She fires finger guns at, at, at look I, I can't explain very well that look of like why is my sister hit what I hate you. What? Uh, doing? And then just he does that thing where you pull the tab so that your backpack's up higher on your back so it doesn't put as much pressure on your lower back and then just trogs off down to the end of the corridor. Adorable. So we get three figures, three dark silhouetted figures walking down a dark hallway towards the basement door. None of you have been in the basement before because basements are scary and when you're in them you have to run up the stairs real fast or else you might die um you all meet at the top of the basement stairs and see each other kind of give each other the the nod of acknowledgement we're all in the special place at the special time and we are prepared for the special thing that we mm-hmm. shall not talk about we're grown-ups we're not allowed we're to talk about thing. it but i have spare socks in case we go somewhere damp <laughs> god i love this little boy um just then, a black hooded figure steps in front of you. They're a bit taller, wearing a long black cape with a hood pulled down over their eyes. A robotic voice says, Are you ready? Are you ready? No, but also yes. <laughs> Great! That works. The cloaked <laughs> figure beckons you to follow them down the dark <laughs> stairs into the basement, where none of you have ever been before. The steps creak beneath your feet, and we see various onomatopoeia on the page illustrating how unnecessarily noisy each step is. Um, as you reach the basement, you are surrounded by various reminders of times gone by. Vintage dressers, mirrors, a piano, some candle stands, and one of those porcelain water basins with like a pitcher. It's really quite a collection. The figure turns to you and lowers the hood, and you see before you, surprise, it's Ben Schultz. <gasps> oh, I'm surprised. I Ben, I knew it was you, but I, I didn't say it in case that was part of the surprise. Why didn't you tell me? You tell me everything. Well, I thought Silence. It, was <laughs> it is time. The three of you have been chosen to join a secret order and also just so that you're all aware all of the lights are now turned off and i just have a flashlight illuminating my face spooky shit that's how you know it's serious this organization is called pcoy the private club for outstanding youth (laughs) (laughs) you may not know but this building was built in and Ben sort of looks up in the corner like he's making something up. Sixteen forty-five. And in all those years, we have collected many important outstanding members. Follow me. And I turn and walk deeper into the basement. Do you follow him? I need to know. Yes. No. I'll Obviously. probably go first. To shield Elliot from whatever happens. Yeah, what I love is is that probably um, Ellis has gone ahead to shield Elliot from danger. Promise has gone like, well, I, I a thing is happening and I must know what it is. Whereas like, um, Elliot's walking behind and like, it's one of those things where it's not quite a sotto voce box, but it's just him doing that thing that character, come up with characters are when they think out loud, when they're like, I don't think this was even a colony in 1645. (laughs) (laughs) And we get an image of Ben leading his tale of children deeper into the basement and all its stuff. Um, And so we round um, a corner where there was a big, there's a whole bunch of stuff piled up that you couldn't really see from the basement stairs um, because Yes, Picoy has this like cool, intense, secret underground bunker, but it also has a creepy, dark, dirty basement, <laughs> and that's where that's where we are. So there's like chairs that are all stacked up on top of each other with like cloths draped draped over them. They're dusty. There's you know like spiderweb cobwebs in between all of them, um, but they're sort of stacked up, and there's a little bit of an area where you can squeeze through, and there are four chairs lined up around a table with like a little camping lantern set up just on the floor that's lit in the middle of the room. And Ben just sort of stands and 
without saying a word, just motions to the chairs. Are you finally letting us into your D&D game? <laughs> Sit and learn and join. Uh, Ellis is going to slowly start walking, but like not breaking any eye contact. So like if Ben is not looking at her, she's looking right at where the eyes are and like slowly walking to a chair and sitting down. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Elliot will be following her, not making eye contact, but walking as slowly, which now <laughs> leads me to believe by the pattern, of, by the rule of patterns that Promise walks very slowly behind them <laughs> because this is the speed that we're all walking now. Promise, um, what do you do? Uh, Promise got distracted by uh, the spider webs in one of the stacks of chairs and had paused to say hello to the spider and ask how the spider was doing and see what's going on down here because that's only polite. And then realize that everyone is way ahead of them, so they're going to apologize. It's like, very sorry, secret meeting, gotta go. And then like <laughs> quickly speeds up and then gets like right behind Elliot and then slows down to the ambient pace of walking. <laughs> A great so ambient sorry. pace. Um, <laughs> and everyone sits in the chair. As I mentioned before, this house and this organization was established in, shoot, 1645. A long time ago. <laughs> ben doesn't remember the year because Ben just made it up on the fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that time, many young, talented children, such as yourselves, have joined the ranks of this secret organization. And as they grew older and their lives passed by, they returned to judge all future generations who felt themselves to be worthy. Turn the page, just... Rob. What do we see? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are deemed worthy, these legends will make themselves visible to you. But you must be ready. To join the cause. What is the anxiety level of these three kiddos currently? I think Ellis is excited, anxious. Like, what is this? It's exciting, but also I don't want to do it wrong. But she wouldn't want you to see that. So probably a mixture of strange expressions. And then every so often, like, oh, no, I'm cool. But yeah, no. Uh, Promise is very excited. I don't know if Promises experienced anxiety outside of the one time she got hit by a cast iron pan. Oh, <laughs> sad moment. Terrible moment. Uh, yeah, Elliot's anxiety level is pretty high uh, because he's been told that we're going to get tested on something that he hasn't had a chance to prepare for in advance. Uh, also, he's in a room with not a lot of people uh, and uh, his sister has got quite active thoughts and Promise has quite active thoughts and... So it's very loud. So he's kind of, he has that look of someone that's just being told like four things at once. And like, he's trying really hard to pay attention on it. So the three of you are, are sitting around in the chairs and Ben's standing in front of a chair. Um, and suddenly he clicks the light off and the lantern for a moment dims down. And when the lantern comes back up, that fourth chair and Ben are missing. <gasps> Shock. Horror. And the only light is coming from this lantern, casting shadows sort of out on the myriad of things in storage all behind you and all around you. And then from off in the corner, off to one side, you hear a table shuffle. You know how tables shuffle. Sort of a... Like it's being dragged across the floor. Classic table shuffle. Yeah. A few seconds later, in the other direction, you hear... A sound as if it was a broom sweeping across the floor. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Behind you, you hear creaking, almost as if it's someone adjusting a pile of wooden chairs. <laughs> Suddenly, three ghostly apparitions appear in front of you. They're not very well detailed. It doesn't look like any individuals. Um, they're almost cartoonish looking ghosts. Almost bedsheets, glowing green, purple, and pink colors as the lights slowly change and adjust throughout. You hear buzzing 
and humming. You hear chains clinking. Off in the corner, you hear... Ooh. And the oohs go on the page, like, around in circles. <laughs> yes. And you hear Ben's voice, but you can't see him. Ellis Trace. Elliot Nagra. Promise. Do you see the legends who came before you? Elliot, as you're sitting, and you've absolutely heard Ben's voice speaking to you, saying, can you see the legends who came before you? In your head, there's a new little voice. You've been listening to your sister and her inner chatter, and you've been listening to Promise and all of their really delightful chatter, and and a new voice enters, and it's small and quiet and new, and you've not heard it before. It says, please, help me. Help me, please. You're the only one who can help me. Outstanding is emceed by Elsbeth Denman, who can be found on Twitter at Save the Turret. Ellis is played by Bree, who can be found on Twitter at Lazy Honeybee and can be heard as part of the streaming crew at It You Crew. Elliot is played by Izzy, who can be found on Twitter at Praxis Descends and can be heard as part of the streaming crew at It You Crew. Promise is played by Alice Kira, who can be found on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira. Frequency is played by Rob Harvey, who can be found on Twitter at rharvey1211. Outstanding is a production of the Stop, Hack, and Roll podcast network. It is edited by James Malloy and produced by Elsbeth Denman and James Malloy. Our introduction and credits were voiced by Peter DiGilio. You can find me on Twitter at Voice of Peter. All music was composed by Jim Malloy. Masks, A New Generation is a game by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. This podcast is created thanks to the financial support of backers at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. Follow us on Twitter at OutstandingPod.